Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. Today we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super Manga chapter number 82 that just came out a couple of days ago. So we have our Dragon Ball expert with us, Mitchell Oso. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, doing fantastic as always. How about yourself? I am doing well, thank you. So we had Dragon Ball Super uh, Manga Chapter 82. It actually came out on the 18th. Uh, I thought it was coming out the 20th, but it came out two days early. It seems like they always seem to surprise us. I feel like the chapters at the end always tell you whenever it comes out. And I could have swore we would have said it would have came out on the 18th if we knew it. And, uh, well, kind of just, you know, came out. So. Pretty cool stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, man, you guys, if you've been listening to us for a bit, you know how it is. We go over the chapter, we give our thoughts, and then we just start brainstorming stuff. So, Mitch, why don't you go ahead? Well, as for uh, all of the listeners right now, wish to apologize for uh, last month's chapter uh, 81. You know, it was supposed to be a special um, episode um, for you to listen to. You know, Martin and I were doing it in person. We were reading the chapter live. Like, we've already read it, obviously. But, like, at that time, we you were getting our, like, raw thoughts on it as it came out on the 20th on um, uh, February. But uh, we did not know that we were being rudely interrupted during the entirety of our, prod- our podcast because we were doing it in my dining room. And we have a... Um, water fountain for my pets that is constantly running and it's you know it's kind of just white noise for us we we didn't even realize it and even during our test of the audio we didn't hear it but um whenever it, the podcast was being edited um the microphone picked up all of the water fountain so if you were listening to that podcast it sounded basically awful Wish to apologize for that, but thank you for uh, tuning back into us. Hopefully, it's crystal clear now. But yep, just wanted to make that disclosure. You know, uh, live and learn. So, uh, well, now we know. So, um, let's get into the chapter here. Um, as uh, Martin said, chapter number eighty-two. You know, this one actually starts off a little interesting. It does not give us the title um, of the chapter at the very beginning. Um, it will actually give it to us later in the chapter, and we will it'll explain itself. So chapter eighty two starts off. We have been basically watching Goku versus Gas um, at the moment, and um, right now um, Goku is instant trans well instant transmission, um, instant teleporting. I'll just say teleporting. He's teleporting through the cosmos, and he. Um, he ends up on a planet in which we see some of the galactic troll again, different from Jocko, what we saw in the last chapter. And Gas is following pursuit, keeps attacking. Goku teleports away. He ends up on the planet in which we see um, the um, the announcer guy from the Universe 6, Universe 7 um, exhibition uh, match back in the day, a long time ago. Again, they're still fighting, and Goku teleports. We see more Galactic Patrol and um, teleports again. Um, and this time, when Gas catches up, he's charging towards Goku and says that you cannot escape from me. 
Um, Goku, though, has a little tiny plan, and we find out that they have been teleported to where um, um, uh, Monica is for a refresher. Um, Monica is this alien big-headed dude who was part of the Universe 6, Universe 7 exhibition representing Universe 7. Um, Beerus um, recruited him, said that he was the strongest by far mortal in Universe 7, and this is the one in which Goku was really excited to fight one day or to see fight in the um, tournament. And then we find out that uh, Beerus lied to Goku, that Monica is basically... um, Basically a bitch. I'm just going to use the wording like that and so on and so forth. But Monica is in a uh, dump truck full of cement and he is pouring it out of the truck. And Goku was able to um, lure gas in the um, into the path of the cement and it gets gas stuck very temporarily. Uh, Goku says uh, that's what you get for warping so recklessly. Again, trying to push the idea into your heads that uh, gas is um, not experienced, the same problem that Granola had and whatnot. Goku tells him to go clean up in the river, and then we'll get back to fighting after that. Um, That just pisses gas off, and he charges them, and they start fighting again. This time, Goku teleports to um, the, uh, the leader of the... Black Death Patrol um, is that giant octopus guy, and he's taking a bath, and Goku, um, again, lures gas into the bathtub, and, you know, he just keeps mocking uh, gas and whatnot. So we go back to Planet Serial, and we see uh, Monado is um, healing uh, Granola, and Alec flies up to where Mackie and Oil are, and ponders where gas and goku went um vegeta knowing um will be na- being able to sense them you can tell that you can tell that goku is um, just buying some time jumping from planet to planet he's getting away from planet cereal um and alec tells um tells uh oil to go and says go and um, look at the tracker and see where um Gas. So, well, then we see Goku and Gas again. This time they have teleported to the Galactic Prison and they're fighting in there. And uh, Gas tells Goku to stop teleporting. It's basically a waste of his time and so on and so forth. And um, and Goku makes a remark that um, um, is he, if he's ready to admit that Goku is better at instant transmission. And Gas is like, you're really still on about that. And um, the prisoners in the, well, prison, this is, uh, you know, Moro's group and um, so on and so forth. They're back in jail and um, they recognize Gas and uh, they know the heaters and whatnot. And they ask uh, for Gas to help break them out and they will help them or him get revenge on, uh, on Goku. and. Gas is like, eh, I don't need your hand. And the, the henchmen, they get kind of pissed off. And they're like, oh, you're real full of yourself. You remember that time whenever you were scared and you, and you wet yourself. So we have a little bit of um, humor in this part. Um, haven't had humor in a little bit, I don't believe. Um, but when these chapters come out once a month, 
you tend to forget if there was anything funny. But Gas says that he did not, you know, urinate on himself. Uh, one of the henchmen said, you totally did. And then he makes fun of him um, by saying, you were like, big brother, I'm scared, come help, and all this other stuff. And Goku asks if it's true. And Gas uh, is vis- visibly getting more irritated. And he says that there was no urination involved. And the henchmen are like, what about the wet stains on your crotch? And um, then Gas snaps. And he said, I didn't wet myself. It was only a few drops because I had been holding it in for so long. Can't believe I'm actually even having to <laughs> even go over this. This is like immature. But like, um, but again, we see that Gas loses his cool. And I guess we learned something just about gas. Just at one point, he was a child, just, you know, doing somebody's bidding, whatever. Well, then Goku, um, he's like, wow, you you really did. You really did um, wet yourself. So, well, we go back to Planet Serial and we see the heaters are um, tracking gas and they see that he is at the Galactic Prison and and they see that they keep warping further and further away. And um, then we go back to Goku and Gas, and Goku asks Gas straight up, he's like, so do you just do everything that your brother says? And you're way stronger than him, and I bet you can make your own choices. And then we learn a little bit more about Gas and his motives. He says that I seek power for Alex's sake alone. I follow his commands in order to make the heaters the supreme organization of the universe. And he starts throwing some key blasts at Goku, and uh, Goku teleports behind him and says that, oh, I got you. I guess you really re- respect your brother. Gas responds, I was once the weakest among us, but Alec raised me to this level. I would do anything for him. So we have an undying loyalty to family with Gas, some to Alec. And, I mean, oh, okay, okay. And uh, Goku says, well, that explains it. And... Gas just, you know, keeps talking about it. And uh, Goku asks, how, or are you sure about, like, how far you can trust him? And then Goku makes a remark about how Raditz came to the planet and tried to kill him. So he's just warning Gas to watch his back. Uh, Maybe a foreshadow of something to come, but we'll dive into that. And then um, we go back to Planet Serial, and Mackie is asking Alec, what what are they going to do? And Alex says, forget about them. Um, the only ones left here are half dead already. Let's just mop up the stragglers. So the heaters are going to go and try to kill Monado and Granola. I assume Vegeta. I I don't. I mean, I think Vegeta could still hold his own. I don't know. I guess. Hmm, okay. So um, back at it, we see Goku and Gas. I mean, they're they're fighting now in outer space on rock planets and whatnot. And Goku teleporting, so on and so forth. And this time he teleports onto a ship, which has um, the more galactic patrol on it. And um, Goku had blocked the key blast before he had teleported. And he sees that his hands are shaking and they're really hurt. And Goku says that he can't keep up the, the defense too much longer. And uh, and all of a sudden, Goku realizes something or senses something. And he says um, to himself, well, hang on a second. And he, um, he locks onto somebody's signature. 
Uh, Gas is about to, well, Gas had just teleported and is about to stab Goku right through the abdomen. Goku teleports in the last possible moment. And um, and then Gas follows. We find out that um, Whis felt the energy of, um, or Whis, Goku <laughs> felt the energy of Whis on a nearby planet. Um, we see here that Whis and the Oracle Fish are just riding on the back of, uh, you know, they look, they look like dinosaurs, kind of like how, like, um, uh, where, like, in India, they ride on the back of elephants. I apologize if that's stereotypical, and that's not actually um, true, or, you know, that's just shown in the movie. So uh, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. If I'm right, well, well there we go. Um, we see that Weiss and the Oracle Fish, they're just, you know, eating ice cream, and Weiss looks over and sees that uh, Goku and Gas are standing on top of uh, dinosaurs. Whis completely shocked that Goku is here, and um, Goku says that it was lucky that uh, that Whis was nearby. And he asks, um, Whis asks Goku, um, "Have you come to see me?" And um, I don't know why Goku says this line. Maybe in terms of maybe trying to intimidate Gas if he even has a clue. And Goku says, "My master, who happens to be an angel." And Gas looks over at Whis and questions who he is. And Goku asks, uh, sorry, Whis, but can I leave this guy um, with you for a minute? And um, Whis, just kind of in shock that uh, Goku even made a request, is just, well, in shock. And then all of a sudden, Goku teleports away um, to um, Gas's astonishment. I don't really know why. Um, but Goku teleports back to all of the places that he had visited while trying to get as far away from planet Serial because he used um, the energy signatures of all those people that he knew to, you know, jump from place to place. But he, he did it so quickly that gas could not follow. So, and since gas doesn't know those people, he doesn't recognize the signatures to tell. So um, Gas is in shock that Goku is gone and he can't follow him back. Um, we see that Goku is back on Planet Serial in a blink of an eye. And as uh, Mackie and um, Oil were flying over to kill Monado and Granola, he is there to stop them. We, you know, we get that serious pose from Goku as he looks at people that are going to do harm. He's just going to, you know, beat them up and whatnot. Um, it goes back to, or they ask him, the heaters are surprised that Goku was back, but Gas is not. And we go back to Gas, and he's getting rather frustrated that he cannot sense Goku anymore um, because of what just happened. And then, and then Whis kind of just uh, ruins the party here. And uh, looking at his staff, he says, well, if you must know, Goku has returned the planet serial. Um, it's a distance too um, great for you to warp directly. And Gas hears this, pissed off, um, asks uh, Whis uh, which way is planet serial. And Whis just points, um, just kind of just nonchalantly, just points in a direction. It's like that way. And out of right after that, Gas just explodes in speed. 
and just goes racing off into the middle of space, sprinting towards Planet Serial. And then, and then Weiss makes a joke. He's like, you know, I wish you would have stayed a little bit longer. All right. And um, the Oracle Fish um, asks um, Weiss, who was that? And then Weiss, like, just kind of is like, huh? So kind of interesting that the Oracle Fish says that. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll discuss with that. And um, we go back, back to Planet Serial. And Goku is now um, helping pick up uh, Granola. And they're like, we need to just uh, get to safety for now. And we see that um, we see that uh, Granola's, um, you know, assistant Oatmeal has pulled up his, uh, pulled up a vehicle since Granola's was split in half a long time ago. Um, he pulled up a vehicle. He's in a little robot creature kind of body right now. Vegeta's in there and he says to the crew, he's like, hey, let's go take shelter at the old man's house. Goku makes a comment, hey, it's your half uh, talking half Google thing. Um, kind of funny to connect it to real life, but all right. And then they um, they run away and whatnot. And um, uh, Mackie asks if they should unleash their inner nature, is what they call it, inner nature, and fight them. Um, Alex says, uh, no, you're not going to beat that saying. Uh, we'll retreat and wait for gas. Yeah. And then Alec tells Oil to, you know, keep an eye on so we see that they are the 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 group, the Z Fighter plus Granola. You know they're um they're driving to Monado's house, and um, Goku realizes that he has a device on him, um, and it says "Hello, Goku." And Goku ponders where this this I'm going to call it a phone, essentially. Um, Whis planted it on him. Whis being Whis, and um, so he can communicate with Goku and um, Weiss, you know, says, I, I didn't appreciate you interrupting my dessert time. And Goku just, you know, shrugs it off. And uh, uh, Weiss tells Goku that gas is uh, on his way back to the planet at breakneck speed. Goku can't believe that gas can fly through space and that um, Weiss says that he will be there in 20 minutes and Monado states that that's not enough time to heal granola and vegeta and goku are both um just kind of like you know they're they're just in survival mode and and then um goku states that uh hold on one second here i need to zoom in all right and then weiss asks goku um by the way um I think there's a translation in the actual text here, um, but it says, by the way, has your training bore fruit yet, Goku? And Goku says, um, honestly, I'm still having a lot of trouble with that. Um, I just can't keep my heart calm the way you do, Whis. And Whis says, that's understandable as I am an angel and fundamentally different life forms. And Goku says, how do I learn to use Ultra Instinct better? And, um, Weiss reiterates that it's up to you to discover your own unique version of Ultra Instinct. Um, as we had learned that there were other, you know, levels to Ultra Instinct. And Weiss says, listen to the voice within you deep down. What are you really? All right. 
and we're going to discuss that. And Goku ponders, what am I? You know, what is he? Um, and I must apologize. My computer is now not loading the chapter. Um, Martin, do you happen to have the chapter pulled up? Yeah. Can you take uh, Can you take it away from there where uh, Monado says, hey, son of Bardock? Yeah, hey, son of Bardock, there's something I should show you. So they get back to his little house, which I'm surprised is still around. Uh, they put granola on the bed, and Monado comes with something wrapped around in a towel, I'll just say, or in a tissue. And it is something we've not seen in a very long time. And it is a scouter. He said, yep, he left, left behind by Bardock himself. It's yours now. By all rights, the scouter was my dad. Vegeta was like, Vegeta said, allow me. So then for the old school people, you get to see Vegeta in a scouter. Thought we haven't seen this in 20 plus years. Uh, it was broken. However, there's evidence saved from audio data. And then Moreno says he thought so. I've had it for 40 years, but can never get it to play. What sort of data is what Goku said? Moreno said it's a recording of the fight against gas. We might figure out how Bardock won the battle, if we can get it to work. Obviously, Vegeta says Bulma can repair it, but obviously Bulma is ways away from here. So then Oatmeal, like, give it to me. I can access the circuitry directly and play the audio via the speakers. And then we got the heater saying gas is headed this way super fast. That's And he's going super fast without a spaceship. He really is some kind of ultimate being now. Scouter starts going. Vegeta says it's powered back up. And then you have it going, making some sounds that attack. Had to have some effect. Monedo, use this chance to get away for as far as you can. Monedo's like, oh, that's Bardog's voice. And then I'll slow gas down. Listen to me. You two have to stay alive. And then stay alive. Stay alive. And somehow that instantly triggered something in Goku we've never seen in the 30 years of Dragon Ball content. Because this makes him remember... His dad and mom saying you have to stay alive uh, for people who don't know. Just quick thing. This became the new retcon of Goku stuff during the DBS Broly movie instead of the father of Goku thing, which I personally like better. But that is what it is. So then finally, you get the name of the chapter, Bardock vs. Gas. You get some things of seeing Bardock fighting gas and then gas talking about judging from his tail i suppose it must be a sand and a powerful fighter too we believed only the low-class grunts were sent to the planet perhaps we were wrong they're continuing to fight it out these couple of pages they're actually having a pretty pretty good fight right now then you get to the part where bardock says that attack had to have some effect and you basically see in picture form what they said. Bardock saying, Monado, it's your chance to get away as far as you can. I'll slow the gas down. Listen to me, you two have to survive. they on their way. Gas says, you can't escape. There's not even a scratch on you. That's what Bardock says. What a monster. I'm going to end this now. Cannot afford to have a let lose faith in me here. And he ordered me to handle this without delay. And that is how the chapter ends. Yeah. There we go. So what did you think about the chapter? Mm, it's just another filler chapter, per se. Um, again, just a whole bunch of teleporting and fighting. And then, uh, I mean, it, it didn't get 
it wasn't anything different until you know at the end once Goku got back to Planet Serial. But the um, so I mean that was a pretty good chapter. Again, we're we're just waiting for the we're waiting for to figure out how they're going to beat Gas at this point, and you know everyone has their theories or whatnot, and um, who knows what's going to be true. But uh, let's just kind of dissect some. Some things here so going back to the beginning of chapter all the teleporting and whatnot nothing really to report in terms of um like thoughts unless you see something here that i don't other than my computer just kind of uh not wanting to cooperate with me here um i mean it was kind of nice just to see all of these different you know people that uh you know they introduced back in you know previous arcs uh bringing back monado or monado uh, Monado, uh, Monica. Why, why do all of these characters have like an M, like name? Like seriously, like I get it. My name's Mitch. Your name's Martin. I know it's a, it, I know it's cool to have characters in the world that begin with the letter M. But like you know, I got Monica. I got Monado. I got Mackie. I got I, I don't know. Just and then we got you know gas granola we got ggs like we we need to use the other letters of the alphabet but no it was nice to see uh monica here using a cement truck just to slow gas down it's just it's just funny i did have something with the teleporting though that well my thought which i don't know if anyone else has brought this up in the dragon ball community but if goku was and i don't even know if gas would be able to escape if Goku was trying to buy them as much time as possible, why didn't Goku instant transmission to Otherworld and leave? How would Gas have gotten out of that? Maybe he didn't want to. And again, no one's talking about that, and it's smart. So what I'm about to say is literally just probably just BS or just devil's advocate. Would you really want to teleport anyone that powerful to Otherworld? Because if those people die, they're dead forever. I mean, my only pushback to that is like he hasn't he hasn't attacked really like he didn't attack Weiss's like place. Like he hasn't really like physically just went after the people. He's been trying to fight Goku and then like collateral damage, I would say. Yeah. But I was just thinking about like Goku because it's canonly that. He can go to Otherworld alive with instant transmission. So yeah. why don't you go to Otherworld? He would, I don't think Gas would have been able to get out. No, probably not. Unless, <laughs> unless he went down to hell and uh, he found a way to get out from there. <laughs> and then I guess the also, twins. too, with like saying that. How far is Goku's instant transmission? If you could basically go to the world of like heaven and hell, I feel like that's super far. So, would it? Why could he have instant transmission to a different universe? I just want to know if, like, so what is what is the limit of Goku's instant transmission? Like, whenever he's on Earth, he can instant transmission to Beerus's planet. Like, he can go. To a different dimension. He can go to heaven. He can go to hell. He can do whatever he wants. Um, if he can sense it, he can go to it. Um, so if if from one corner of the universe, 
is too far to instant transmission directly, whatnot. Okay, that's 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 fine. But like, are we are we saying that Beerus's planet is closer to Earth than the other side of the, the universe? Like, right. I, I, if we're talking maps here, the the map of this universe makes absolutely no sense. Um, and then and, also. Uh, Unfortunately for most people, the prediction was wrong. They did not uh, instant transmission to Broly's planet. And for my special prediction, they did not go to Frieza. Still, I I don't know why we hype Frieza up, and Frieza still has not been introduced unless Frieza is is somehow how Bardock wins. That would be funny, but I think I'm almost going to have to give up on Frieza. But right whenever I give up on Frieza, that's when Frieza is going to appear and I'm going to look like a dipshit even more. Here's here's the thing is that instant transmission, you know, it, it it's it's exactly that. It's instant. You are there from point A to point B instantly. It's and we have gas flying through space and he's going to get back to plant cereal in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like Weiss, <laughs> so Weiss cannot get Beerus back from planet Beerus to Earth. Well, in I'm trying to remember if it, was, if it was in the anime. How long did it did Weiss tell Beerus? Wasn't it like 26, 25, 35 minutes to get yeah. like using Weiss's? Weiss's speed per se it, it would take him a half hour to get to earth from Beerus's planet mm-hmm. but then then here's Goku teleporting gas to the other side of the universe and then blinking his way back all the way to planet cereal and gas can get there in 20 minutes but gas cannot feel Goku's energy <laughs> okay I don't get it again it's a, it's a whole bunch of contradicting, but the thing is, is like I don't have a problem with contradicting. Not this one, I'm just nitpicking. I don't have a problem with contradicting as much if stuff is from Z or Dragon Ball, because I mean that was 30 to 40 years ago. You know, I, okay, uh, I can get it, but like super, this is within the past decade. This is fresh new shit, so it's like it doesn't it doesn't add up. So. So, yeah, with that, that was the only thing I had with, like, the teleporting, per se. And then off screen or off pod, I was bringing up, like, dude, how is Super Saiyan Blue Goku even surviving this long? Like, Gash should have been able to speed blitz him and put him down in terms of, like, the power scaling. But it goes back to something we talked about two two episodes ago, at least. Maybe just one episode ago is, like, how Vegeta's little bit of energy that he had left, the last of his, has been able to last Goku this long, and it's been like this for the past 30 years. Yeah, I think you had said this too, or I'm going to at least give you credit, because I don't remember if you were I said it. It's like, why can't Goku give Vegeta energy? Mm-hmm. Why is Goku the most selfish person? <laughs> Whatever, it's, it's Vegeta is the one with the most selfish character. Like, It's ridiculous. Or, like, I'm just thinking about random places he could have went. Well, I guess there's no one in there. I was like, 
could gas have just been left at the hyperbolic time chamber, but then he has to do a go tank super boo and yell his way out. It, I mean, it should have. Or, you know, the age old, but it looks like Weiss was on a different planet because we were talking about like if they were on Beerus's planet, I was like, dude, where the hell was Beerus? Why didn't he? He didn't even avoid taking him to Beerus. Yep. And where, like, why is Beerus not <laughs> watching this? Beerus should have should have been so interested in this. He trained Vegeta, and you know they had that whole dialogue before they left. Basically, you know, I'm going to paraphrase. You know, Beerus telling Vegeta, you know, kick their ass. You know, show that God of Destruction energy is the is the way to go. And um, but no, Beerus ain't watching. Beerus is like, psych, bye. We never see him. But why? Hold on, I'm going back. Why is it that the most selfish people are the ones donating energy, bro? I think Frieza donated energy for the spirit bomb. Yeah. For the, for the spear bomb, but then also after Jiren, you know, after Jiren fucked up um, UI or, you know, Omen or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, Frieza said it was, you know, paying back, you know, um, making the, you know, a deal is a deal or just, you know, getting even for when Goku donated en- energy back on uh, Namek. I think that's bad. That's bad writing, though, because when Goku gave him energy, he threw an energy disc at him. No, <laughs> like he blasted him. Goku gave him energy. And he's like, I'm still going to try and kill you and try to shoot him in the back. Well, hold on. I'm going to say that's fine writing because that was the first time, you know, Goku was with Frieza, you know, you know, get, trying to give Frieza a second chance. Whenever Frieza was at his absolute worst, right? But then he, if he ever learned, like Frieza betrays him, and then from there on, you can never trust anybody ever again. Where the bad writing then comes into play is Goku should have learned from that situation not to give, probably sell a Senzu bean, and probably should not have given Moro a Senzu bean. Freeze is the most evil mother effer you have ever run into up until that point. And you tried to do a kind thing and he, he almost killed you because of it. You should learn then that everybody evil should not be <laughs> trusted. So don't give them energy and stuff like that. But he, Vegeta is a good guy now. So why is Goku not donating? <laughs> Just like because it's not it's not like Vegeta knew whenever he donated that Goku was just going to teleport and drag gas to the other side of the universe kind of smart mm-hmm. but it, that was not part of Vegeta's plan it's something it's wild man but they make it back obviously the biggest thing is the oh, hold oh, on what, what was your thoughts about the whole urination of the pants of gas like i mean i was i would have been fine without it it didn't do anything for it didn't do anything for it probably it probably won't do a damn thing but i like if there was something in the later chapter that like didn't you know call back to this you know that no way that this is 
how Bardock beat Gas. He he found out that Gas has a weak bladder. You know that that oh that would piss me off. But like like if there was more of Gas's development, like you know he was a kid whenever he was doing all of this bad shit for Alec, and the like was just manipulating him. I, I don't know. Like somehow twisted that way, then like I'd be fine with it. There's absolute like what you said. There's absolutely no reason for this to even be in the chapter. Like it was embarrassing even having to read that. I wish my computer malfunctioned and you would have had to read it. <laughs> like, like for real. It's like stupid. All right, so we get back. Let's see. I don't think there's really. Oh, um, what's your thoughts about um, Goku basically telling Gas to watch his back from his brother? Or Gas's like undying respect and loyalty to his brother. Any thoughts on those? I mean, I like that Gas is super loyal to his brother. I, I like that. There's like a family aspect in there, even for villains, you know. Yeah, I I agree. It was interesting seeing Goku bring up his brother for the first time, literally since like the Sand Saga. So that was interesting. And then, like, him saying that, like, yeah, my big brother's on this, I'm loyal to him to a fault. It's a good, really good dynamic. I don't know of, and also, too, with writing-wise, I don't know why Goku was saying the, like, oh, if you're stronger, you can do whatever you want thing. Because that worked out bad last time. Because remember, he did that with Majin Buu. Yeah. He's like, you don't need to take orders from this guy. He kills Bobbity, and then it gets worse. If Bobbity's still around, you never have Super Boo yeah. because he would have been able to put him in the ball. So I was like, Goku, do you not remember the last time you said this and how it got worse? Yeah. Mondra Boo was mentally unstable, though. So it would would Gas try, like, you know, if, if Gas killed Alec and he was in charge of his own life, would he try to run this organization or would he turn into a Moro and just try to destroy everything? Like, I would feel like he'd still run the organization based off the dialogue that we had here, whereas Majin Buu would have just been destroying all this shit. True. Uh, it would have been... would have been interesting. I mean, I was just like, dude, we tried this before and it, it did not work, so... Here's the thing. Let, let's play along and let's say this is a foreshadowing. Let's say... Goku, the storyline is Goku is foreshadowing that Elec, which we have mentioned before to an extent. Elec, like as I like as you have said, the heaters are knowledge and power and smart. They said that in the chapter. And you said that Elec is a master behind all of this shit. Obviously, whatever Bardock, whatever weakness that Bardock discovered or exploited, the heaters have to know, correct? Like Elec has to know Gas's weakness. Mm. If this was like a, the and the analogy, if this is the Saiyan's tale for the heaters that we're about to discover, Elec has to know it. And at any moment, Elec could kill gas with it. Like, is that is that what's coming? Is it they're gonna fight gas, they're gonna find out his weakness or something like that, and then they're gonna get the upper hand, and then Elec is about to like be the next Vegeta to Nappa with gas. 
throw his ass up in the air and blast him to hell. Like, is that My, what's is that is that coming? The only reason I would say that wouldn't is because Alec literally just told the other two, like Goku, who has been super beat up this whole time. I don't know how much he's clinging on to SS Blue, but he's like, even if you guys became unsuppressed, you guys would say no chance against Goku. So, like, I don't know how he he would. Why would he do that without having a way to kill the Saiyans? Yeah, I mean, he. It, does this go back to what was that last thing that Alec was setting up before he arrived at the battle? That could be when he said he had unfinished. Yeah, he had he had unfinished business. Or it, it didn't seem to be a wish because, you know, the the sky didn't turn dark again. But I, I don't know what he could have done. But yeah. And then, um, then back to Planet Serial and some more teleportation. And then we get to Whis. Um, I was really, whenever, whenever, whenever I learned and saw that Goku was dropping gas off at Whis, I thought that was the end of gas. <laughs> now, granted, it goes against, you know, Angel Code and like, like, I just thought that somehow Whis would just immobilize gas. And that would have been so freaking cool. <laughs> it would have been so cool. But no, we didn't get that. We didn't get that at all. We actually got Whis snitching on Goku. <laughs> I mean, he's, he has to be impartial. He's just like, hey, go that way. Here, let me ask you the question because I know you. I, I know you're going to ask it to me, or we've already asked it. Where's Beerus? What is Beerus doing? Probably asleep. He has to be asleep. He has to be asleep. He's not eating dessert. There's no way he's not here. If Beerus is here, gas is getting Hakai. <laughs> Undoubtedly, like without even pondering this, because Goku would have been like, Vegeta got smoked by a guy that got smoked by this dude." <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> and Beerus would have hide him. He would have gone over to Planet Serial. He would have hide the heaters. And he would have just beat the shit out of Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, but... Maybe not, but... Yeah. It, <laughs> Beerus wouldn't have done anything unless, like, gas accidentally, like, blasted his pudding away or, or something. But, yeah, man. The, the Whis thing, though... The biggest thing is, I have been saying this since the beginning of this arc, and I'm looking like it's going to be, obviously I thought it was going to be against Granola, but it's looking like it's going to be against Gas and Elect. I've been saying since last year that this arc, Goku is going to get UI2, and it's looking like Goku is going to get UI2. That's what I've been naming it. Obviously, it's going to probably be. Actually, you never know what Dragon Ball. It might be named something else, but I've been saying it for a year. UI2 is coming, and that's how they're going to win. Yeah. And we all but confirmed it. Like, like, yep. talking. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, during during the phone call. I mean, yep. I mean, UI, and I guess that's what we'll call it. We'll just call it UI2. It's coming. It, it's obviously coming. Does it come? And that's how they win. I mean, I guess what a what a bland storyline. <laughs> like, like the ending is 
as a, as the phrase I like to use, it's just copy and pasted. Really, really, we had a whole bunch of character development from other people, and all we just get Goku and to get Control or Control C, and then Control V, it pasted. <laughs> and I told you in our text before this chapter came out when the pictures got leaked with uh bardock and jitten saying like the survive thing and then now that thing was going with goku i was like dude this is how they're gonna unlock ui too it's gonna be because of this this is what has all been leading towards before this even came out and i'll i'll explain here in a second how i think that might happen or just you know how they're connecting it but you want to know what i almost think people are not talking about that i think they need to talk about we we being in the chapter mm-hmm. is not the surprise and it's not what should catch your eye i think okay the oracle fish mm-hmm. the fact that the oracle fish is in this chapter and says a particular line that catch it that just keeps having me stare at it the oracle fish sees gas and asks who was that? Now remember, the Oracle Fish is the one that predicted, you know, that the that like you know the strongest is coming to the universe. You know, whatever he said at the end of that chapter, as he's dreaming that the strongest fighter is about to show up. Like, if you can see your dreams and remember them. If you're an oracle fish, like you should be able to maybe be able to pinpoint who your dreams pertain to. And um, I can't remember if the oracle fish, he didn't really recognize Goku as the Super Saiyan God that was coming. Maybe he did. I can't remember. Um, But like, is Gas who he was talking about? Because we already originally thought it was Granola. And that does not appear to be the case unless Granola is going to get a power up. Is Gas who he's talking about or is somebody else coming? Like Alec. Like, that's, actually, that's actually a really good point. I never actually thought of that, how the Oracle Fish was just like, who is that? And then circling back to when he's like the strongest in the universe is about to appear. And obviously Gas made the wish after Granola, which means he should be stronger than Granola. But if the Oracle Fish didn't see like a silu a silhouette of gas, mm-hmm. or he did see a silhouette of gas of the strongest person in the universe, and it wasn't gas. But that's actually a really good point on you. Now, is that actually a point, or did they forget what they wrote like eight months ago? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would think that they can't. I mean, just because it's what you said less than a year ago, like I, I, I get it if it's in Z, but I can't, I can't, you know, get it whenever it comes to stuff you put in Super, like, like if Toriyama wanted a refresher, he can just hop on Viz here and read the chapters himself. He can look into his little portfolio that's sitting on his desk and read the chapters. He has, there's no way he does not have colored copies of the same manga chapters that we could buy. It's just not possible. Like he just has to open this up and be like, 
What did I say about Oh, okay. You can't hire an intern to keep tabs on characters and what they say. Like, that's your only job, man. And I'll put it on your resume so that you can get hired here next year. So going forward, though, with like the scouter and all that, which they kept that, he kept that thing safe for 40 years. That is, that is crazy. And I, I was going to give some pushback on the Bardock voice thing, but then I was trying to think throughout canically of Dragon Ball. I don't think he's ever heard Bardock's voice. So I was actually trying to really think. I was like, man, if this is triggering something now, did this ever happen in the past? And I guess it hasn't happened in the past. You mean with the voice? You mean before the Broly movie came? Yeah. Yeah, there there's nothing. I mean, before they retconned it was, I mean, Goku didn't even truly know what his parents looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, no way that he could have. And, and again, that's that's what was established in, you know, Z. Um, but, you know, that all changed. Um, did did um, Bardock and, well, what's his mom's name? Gina? Gina, Jen, I think it is. G-I-N-E. G-I-N-E, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Gene or Gina. Did um in the movie, yeah, he, he knew their voice, he could hear them say that, but did they actually say you have to stay alive? Yeah, I believe so. They did, so, yeah. Okay. Well, at least then he Toriyama knew that he was gonna make this connection. I mean, I'm cool. I'm at first I think if you if you go back to our podcast on that, I think I was originally pissed off um at that because I, I don't think I wanted that retcon because you know, know Goku arrived on Earth all pissed off kid bunks his head becomes a good guy and um but you know it i've always wondered why goku has never met bardock why has he not instant transmissioned and just went to, to hell and just saw him i mean he teleports over there oh no him. i don't know if he's i don't know if he's in hell with the retcon i really don't yeah who knows i mean he he didn't do enough though to go to heaven. Well, that what we saw, right. but I mean, we don't. Yeah, like at I least from we what knew we from saw. the previous thing. Like, all right, he was just a thirsty like sand, so normal. He mm-hmm. killed the one dude, which I, I think that story is still significantly better than the current one. So then he gets the power to see the future, and he wants to repent at the end. And yeah. then he gets to, and he's like, "Oh, Frieza's about to kill." Like that, I think is significantly better. And then obviously my um he gets to see that it's gonna be his son who fights Freeze and eventually beats him. Yeah. So yeah. that was better, but whatever. I, I do like that there's you know they're they're building this this sort of thing between Goku and Bardock. I mean I like it. But yeah. oh well. Um, but um I think I think this is where I think um this is going to be what connects and makes MUI two, because um, you know when we says um, that that you need to discover your own unique version, um, listen to the voice within you deep down. What are you really? And Goku questions what he is, and right whenever he hears that Bardock says that you have to stay alive, and then he remembers Bardock telling him that he has to stay alive. I think the word. Um, that will go through to um, like define what Goku is is a survivor. 
I 100% agree. I was going to bring that up since this was yep. called the Granola, Granola the Survivor arc. We never knew if, it was, if Granola was the quote-unquote survivor they're talking about. I mean, he's a literal, a literal survivor. Like, he has not been killed, and he's the only one left. But Goku is the fighting survivor. Mm-hmm. He has everything he has ever done. It is to fight to survive. And mm-hmm. when, when think about think about, I mean, everything everything he's done. But like, let's talk transformation. Um, Super Saiyan One is the epitome of fighting to survive. He was literally about to die after the strongest spirit bomb they had ever conjured up could not kill Frieza, and then he and then his friends were dying in front of him. And he was next. He literally, like, him and his son were next in line to die. And then he just, he just, he's a a fighting survivor. So, that is true. And even with all your transformations, because you brought up Super Saiyan 1, and again, Dragon Ball Z, Goku told Gohan, the power comes in response to a need, not a desire. The need yep. to survive. There you yep. go. Connecting yep. it to the Dragon Ball Z. It's been right I there. Make, I didn't make that connection. Holy shit. Great I was, job. I was actually just watching that scene today where it, like when Goku was telling Go on, it comes to a sponsor and need, not a desire. And, and now you brought up the survive thing. And there we go. Yeah. Goku's Amazing. been saying it all along since yep. Cell Saga. And so you got all that. You can, Thing. This is how this is how Ultra Instinct came. Ultra Instinct, Omen, Omen came, and again, I like to reference anime more. Omen came after Goku almost freaking died to the spirit bomb that Jiren pushed back at him, and so then he fights Jiren to that, and then he is about to get punched in the face off of the rock by Jiren again and he goes omen one more time again and then you know they're fighting and then Goku is on that other rock and Jiren is sending a barrage of punches and he's decimating the rock in which Goku is standing on Goku fighting to survive he has no other way of getting um, to safety other than to it you know, charge right up to Jiren and whatnot. And and uh, <laughs> Goku and Frieza fighting Jiren along with 17. And they have to fight together to survive, to knock out Jiren and go Super Saiyan. You know, even though, that, like, as you love it, you love that when Goku is charging Jiren with Frieza at the end of there, he's like blinking Super Saiyan. He yeah, is trying I, I, anything I he yep. can to go Super Saiyan to get that power edge over Jiren. And um, Moro's the same thing. He's okay. Everybody gets it now. I, I don't even think I need to explain it anymore. Goku is fighting to survive. That is how, and that's going to be his ultra instinct. It's not going to be like an angel's. Like Miris or Moro or Moro, <laughs> all these M's. Anyways, um, was the other one I was trying to think of earlier, or like Weiss. He's not going to be permanent ultra instinct all the time. 
he he's literally going to have to struggle to survive. And the thing is, is that's how Goku that that's how he unlocked MUI was was during Tournament of Power. And you remember Whis gave that dialogue that Goku was, you know, he wasn't thinking about the universe and his survival. He was only thinking about Jiren and the fight. And then the the intense emotions that were burning like a fire, whatever we said. When yeah, when when Goku is backed in the corner, that's whenever he will be what he needs to be. So for keeping on track, sake of time wise. So what do you let's just get this out of the way? Because we saw this picture. I don't want to spend too much time on it. So we saw this picture a couple, not even a couple weeks ago, during the No Way Home buzz because everyone was supposed to be in that movie so the picture came out of fake super sam bardock being in the chapter and the fan base was not happy at all terrible mm-hmm. now no way home came out in december uh obviously now we're in march this chapter is coming out in april do we really are we at the point now do we think bardock went super saiyan accidentally or false super saiyan somehow shaved off gas but then completely forgot he did it by the time frieza blows up Na- uh splendid vegeta so we at that point now i mean okay let, let, let's do i do have a point about why i okay anyways super saiyan let's say bardock does go super saiyan he has to forget that he went super saiyan right this has to be like when gohan was training um, with Goku and the hyperbolic time chamber before the cell games, you know, Gohan went Super Saiyan 2 and then completely forgot all about it because it was just too overwhelming for him. Mm-hmm. So that has to happen if Bardock does go Super Saiyan. He has to defeat Gas, get out of there, and then faint and pass out. And then, like, I don't know, but like, do I want it? I don't think I care because I'm like, does it matter? Does it matter? Like in terms of before we talk about if it's even right, let's talk about the story. Is it right that Bardock should go Super Saiyan and that's how he defeats gas? Like a power up, like not a special technique or a weakness to gas, but just getting strength. Like, is that bullshit? Is that weak? That's weak. I'm not even going to ask it. That's weak. That's like, like, like we're we're hyping this up of how we're going to, to defeat gas, and all the all that we're going to get is a realization that Goku was not the first Super Saiyan in a millennia. Like, would that disappoint you? Absolutely, and because my thing in, would be in terms in terms of fighting gas, would that disappoint you? Yes. Yeah. It's. It's pointless. So there ha- even if he turns Super Saiyan, that's fine. But it has to something else has to happen to defeat gas. Like he needs the power to exploit this weakness in gas. That's not just I'm gonna shoot you with a key blast or I'm gonna punch you real hard with a javelin, whatever his move's called. So it it would disappoint me in a whole bunch of that way, and obviously the way to like so in terms of power, weak gas, fighting you one-on-one, 
forced you to go Super Saiyan and you forgot. But Frieza blowing up your planet, which <laughs> meant you and your wife were going to die. You saw him shooting the black ball, the death ball, and you fire something at it in both versions and didn't work. But that fear of did not trigger the Super Saiyan thing inside you. That, that would pit, that would piss me off. That that fight for survival that we're talking about, Goku has Bardock doesn't have no fight for survival to protect him, fake Namekian, and a kid to a mother that he had almost killed himself. He will turn Super Saiyan to protect them and himself, but he won't turn Super Saiyan to protect his own family. But now the thing is, is that Granola reminds him of his family. So, like, if if Bardock is trying to hold, hold, you know, Raditz and Goku in the same regard as what he was holding Granola, then he doesn't hold the same whenever he's actually on the freaking planet trying to protect his race and his wife and, you know, I guess his kids also. So, yeah, so those are just things that I'm just we're going to find out next month. Would you would you be upset? Do you think would this? I don't. I can see it go both ways. If Bardock turns Super Saiyan, does that take away from Goku being the first Super Saiyan because he's not anymore? Do, do you think that takes away anything? Um, for the people who like have watched Dragon Ball Z and all of that. I think yes and no for the people who just like got into super no because they don't know any better but for the people who watched like dragon ball z i say yes and no for literally the same argument because super wasn't even supposed to freaking exist so they just battle of gods and resurrection i've made too much money and then this stuff happens so it's like and obviously it's canon but i'm like mm, nah man the original dragon ball manga Goku was the first. This is all just extra stuff at the end. Yeah. Which yep. b- both sides can use that same argument. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think it'll take it's, it's just whatever day you're on. Someday it might take it'll take away, but then like when you go to sleep the next day, it's like, I don't care. It's super. They suck. Yeah. But, I don't know. Sure. Anything else, man? I'm trying to keep us on the good time as we've hit the hour mark um i don't i don't know anything about dragon ball or at least this chapter um okay you got anything else about dragon ball or any, any of this chapter or uh, uh, uh seeing you some batman questions here to round it off sure only thing about dragon ball and dragon ball related is there was a hack at toei so the dragon ball super movie in japan is getting pushback for people who are looking forward to the movie which I don't know if that pushback is going to have anything to do with us in the States because we're not getting the movie in April. We're supposed to get it in the summer. So I hope that doesn't push us back as well. You know, it doesn't bother me too much. Two reasons. One is that, um, <laughs> is that I, the, the, the hype for their movies. Now, granted, it's only the second one, and it's like the first one in a few years. Mm-hmm. The hype for their movies have not had the same type of hype that I've had for Marvel movies or, you know, DC movies. You know, I they just haven't 
I, I don't have a calendar with a big old circle on it that the, this movie is coming out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm excited, but I'm not, I'm not like dying <laughs> like every single second of the day. Like this needs to get here like ASAP. I'm not flicking my fingers for it to get here. Like I, I would with, you know, Doctor Strange or uh, the next Avengers or whatever it might be. So it's like, if it's delayed, you know, it sucks, but it's going to come out and I'm going to see it. Absolutely. Um, the second nice. thing is I, I kind of chuckle because, you know, um, I do, I, I do side with content creators, even if I don't necessarily like, like them or agree with them. Um, I understand that there, you know, it's a little bit of a cultural change between here um, in the States or maybe some other countries and Japan in terms of what is fair use. Mm. And, and I know there's other um, Japanese companies that are, you know, they're trying to hit everyone with a copyright claim and, you know, they're trying to just stack up um, as many lawyer fees and drive people, you know, just into the dirt. So I don't know what this hacker's intent was. If they're just trying to get money, you know, kind of, kind of bummed. Oh well, but you know, if they're if they're hacking so that they can try to make a statement, you know, then I'm all for it. I'm just like gung ho, man. You you do you, and you know, you give a voice to the voiceless or you know some shit like that. So yeah, I and. I have uh, I have no sympathy for like Toei or anyone like that. Uh, I think the community is what has kept this franchise truly alive during you know their hiatus where they didn't do a damn thing for decades, and um, you know, and then you know someone got the hint that nostalgia is what brings in money nowadays and they're like well let's revive dragon ball you didn't have to revive it it was still alive because of the because of the fandom Mm -hmm. so it's yeah so i don't know maybe i'm petty screw them screw them totally not mark if you're listening to me i support you i support (laughs) you man love your stuff so yeah anyways but yeah, so special thing then. You said you had some questions to end the pod on a different topic. So go ahead, special for the all right, everyone out there. So, so if uh, if you've only listened to the Dragon Ball stuff, I appreciate you much. I really do. But there is a lot of other stuff in which you guys could listen to um, various topics. But Martin here, Martin is like my go-to whenever I have comic questions like in terms of actual comics not like the the stuff that happens on a big screen i I, like i have knowledge of Uh, the stuff that happens in a comic book i do not Uh, i i don't read comic books of dc and marvel and whomever like i do with the dragon ball like manga like right so where's my go-to he he is the batman expert Uh, batman is undoubtedly it's his favorite um, superhero. Um, if I ever have a question, uh, if I ever go on who wants to be a millionaire, it says call a friend. It's a Batman question. I'm calling Martin. 
because I'm going to win that million dollars or I'm going to get it wrong and he's going to owe me a million dollars, whatever it might be. And, and so I went and saw, you know, the Batman and, um, and Martin has a podcast and over that and um, him and Byron did a fantastic job. And here's just some of my, my questions in regards to it. And then uh, maybe I'll give my opinion and get shot down. It's perfectly acceptable on this one. Um, so you did not like the car chase. Is that correct? Uh, compared to the previous movies, no. Oh, fair enough. Did you? So you enjoyed it. Just whenever you compare it to another, you did. It's just not up there. Correct? Yeah. And it's funny when I was doing, like, when I was getting ready for that episode and thinking about things I didn't like, I actually thought of you because I know how much you love the Batman Begins car chase. Well, the Batmobile is like the Batmobile in whatever medium it is, it has to be freaking good in my eyes, whether it's a video game, whether it's a movie, or if you were ever to show me a comic, like if the Batmobile is not an, an A plus, then it's an F. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but I, no, I, re- I really like that car scene, but there's, there's one thing I wanted to mention about that car scene. I, I mean, I got really turned during that car scene. I, I actually did whisper um, over to Kayla. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Right <laughs> when her engine got turned on. I was so fun. Um, I always poke you with this whenever it comes to Batman. And um, you might be surprised maybe at my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Batman is not supposed to kill people. But how many pe- innocent people did he kill chasing down Penguin? <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no way those truck drivers are alive. <laughs> no, probably, probably not. There was, there was a lot of collateral, and that's what people always get on the movies about the no kill thing. But then they want people to believe in those car chases the way that they dr- direct so, them that no one dies. <laughs> Bruce ramped off the dead carcasses he literally <laughs> did truck drivers to get the penguin man yeah he did i mean yeah i mean those there's no logical way any of them would have survived no but here, here's what here's what i want to i want to throw at you is that this movie um was all about you know batman or bruce becoming you know the batman that you've seen the one that you know about you know the the professional the Mm -hmm. genius the seasoned veteran is that okay for a storyline that you know he indirectly was kind of reckless in that scene because he's young and then like you know he would mature again i don't even know if i'm thinking that right because we are talking about a car scene that just killed innocent people but like would a Batman of Christian Bale's stature even have risked trying to get to the Penguin in that manner? Like, is there a growing opportunity for that? Is that is that actually good that we saw a reckless Batman? So I guess my thing with that is how would you, because you brought up Christian Bale saying, which one are you basing? Because remember, Batman begins, he did all that in his first year. Yeah. So it's like he well, understands that. So it's like, what are you like? If you're basing off Dark Knight, Chris, no. But well, go ahead. 
maybe it's like, can you actually sit there and say, like, is there not a learning curve to being Batman? Like, no, like, there is. There is. There's hundred percent a learning curve. Well, that's like with anything. Like, even mm-hmm. as you and I progress through life here at thirty years old, we've we've learned a lot more than what we were at twenty and ten. But when we're forty and fifty, there's going to be a ton more that we're going to understand and be able to handle better. You know, as it is. So, like, like Bale's version. He, he he learns to be Batman, and and then he he is Batman, like like it'd be like like a cheat code to go from level one Batman when he's you know practicing with Ra's al Ghul, and then level one hundred Batman, right whenever he gets to Gotham, and he's taking out henchmen before he fights Scarecrow, like like is this like a natural progression? for for bruce like is is like do you enjoy that or would you rather not see him kill anyone at all uh no i had no issues per se with like seeing the progression because you mean you see it throughout like shoot if you even think about the scene where he has to glide he was nervous to jump and i sat there i was like wait are you afraid I was like, and I was just thinking, I was like, it's your second year. Should you be afraid to be jumping off of rooftops now? So it's just like those things. So learning curve. But if they're going, it'll be fine then if they actually make it all the way to a trilogy. Mm Because then you'll go with more and you'll see him do more and more stuff compared to like the first one. Then you're like, oh my gosh, see how much he's grown because like Courtney's sitting with me. She was just like, man, this is like really realistic because he's actually getting hit. I'm not used to like seeing him get hit by like people unless it was like a, like a person of his same thing or one of the villains. Like, oh, fair enough. Because he was taking hits from the people at the beginning of the damn movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually nice to see him get his ass kicked. It, to be honest with you, he got his ass kicked the entire movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, that, is, that is realistic that he was getting his ass kicked. Now, Here's here's one thing. I know there's you've shown me some bad suits that are like full armor, but mm-hmm. if we want to make Batman in these movies bulletproof, can we put something over his mouth? Uh, like, it's actually funny because the current current like run, it's like an alternate timeline called Future Future State. The Batman of that time frame does have something that covers his mouth. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean. He got shotgun blast in the chest at the end of that movie. I mean, unless he got shot with a slug, like <laughs> those pellets should be. He should have not have teeth, like, like really should. He when when um spoiler alert, I guess I don't know if I needed to actually say that, but like you know when that was it the DA who had the bomb neck or the uh, yeah around it was, yeah it was the DA. Batman was right next to that bomb whenever it exploded. Let alone he should have had a concussion. He should have had burn marks on his face. Like, like and he had nothing. <laughs> I get yeah. it. It's a movie. I'm nitpicking. I'm a douche. I, I 100% true. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, seriously. So, that's it. Um, I got two other things, unless sure. you nope. wanted to go off what I just said. No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Two. The second one. Um, 
You want to know what I wish they did at the end, but they didn't, or at least maybe I missed it, was at the beginning of the movie, that sweet line that we saw in the trailer and the sweet line right at the beginning whenever they asked who he was, and he said, I'm vengeance. Mm -hmm. I wish at the end, because because we, we learned that that line of I'm vengeance and what what they were saying was that um you know Bruce was learning that he needed to be more for the city that he I'm thinking he said this that he like he's that he was he was being that pent up anger and frustration and vengeance that that is in the city but he needs to be better than that and that's why you know Riddler's henchman at the end of there said that his name was vengeance like mm-hmm. they're all copying like the mindset or their perceived mindset of who Batman is. Mm-hmm. I wish at the end Batman would have introduced himself like as like I'm Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did he not do that? Did he not say that at the end? No, he didn't. So. He didn't. Like, I, th- I think that would have been a great step towards what I would believe to be a more you know, Bruce growing up into, or Batman growing up, I guess you can say. I wish he had said that, but, you know, nitpick. Because I never considered that, and I don't know why, that, you know, people would just mimic Batman. Hell, they did that in The Dark Knight. Well, I'm not wearing hockey pants, whatever. Hockey pants, whatever. Well, um, I, I guess that was a little different because... It goes off to the thing which you previously just said they were inspired by the symbol. Like, oh, someone to them, a normal dude's doing what he's doing his best to do with the city. He's showing us we don't have to be afraid of these criminals anymore. Let's take matters into our own hands, just like he did. And like in the dark night after that scene, Bruce and Alfred had the talk because Alfred was joking, like, oh, maybe we should give those people a night off. And then Bruce was like, I when I meant to be a symbol, I didn't mean like, you know, people actually yeah. trying to risk their lives. And he's like, I know, but you're having an effect and then points out Harvey Dad, like the stuff's working. So Yeah. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about uh Alfred's dialogue there. That's true. <laughs> the other part, um I, I watched um a guy I watch on YouTube uh for movie reviews, Jeremy Johns. I don't know if you've ever watched him. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that he said, and I think some people have said, is that um, there wasn't enough Bruce in this movie. Um, honestly, I like that for what they were doing with the movie. Do you, did you want more Bruce before I dive into, or were you okay with more Batman for this particular movie? Like, well, for this, it's it's interesting because. For this particular movie, I guess I would say I was okay with it, but Bruce Wayne is the most the most important tool to being Batman, since being Bruce Wayne comes with the resources, the mm-hmm. the alibi, and all of that. So not seeing that alibi was a little bit like, eh. but I would say that for hopefully in the second movie since his dad's money with the renewal was being abused because there was no Wayne around to like take care of all that stuff. So I think in the next movie, we'll hopefully 
see a little bit him using the Bruce Wayne thing as a tool as well. I liked that there was hardly any Bruce because in this goes to if a listener or a viewer thinks that a sequel can make an original better or not. Um, if you think that's possible, um, then you might agree with me. If you think movies are kind of, you know, in a way standalone, then I guess it won't matter because like if Bruce, like Bruce is like a visual, like positive, like, and so is Batman, but like, when Bruce Wayne does something positive for the community, like everyone knows Bruce with Batman. You don't know who's behind the identity per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman is they're two separate people or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, while Batman is fighting criminals and, um, you know, beating them down and whatnot, Bruce can be doing positive enforce or positive change Um around the city you know he can he can be the one who you know does a donation or is um you know he, he you could see him in a in a soup kitchen you know you know helping the homeless or whatnot but it was like who was the whoever the lady was who got elected mayor right you know at the funeral you um, can be for, doing more for the city you could be doing more for the city um if in a sequel, like um, Bruce was just focused solely on Batman, mm-hmm. like, and he didn't, he's not balancing it with the Bruce side, the the change that he can do as Bruce. Um, but I, I like that because again, this is Bruce, you know, growing up, Batman growing up. This isn't the first two years. If this was like 10 years into this, and he just said, screw Bruce, then that's like, I almost would say that's bad. That's a bad character. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Or does Batman not, or does Bruce not use the Bruce side for positive change? It's all Batman and just Bruce's money. You know what I mean? No, he uses the Bruce side for positive positive change no i would agree with that so that's the thing if the second movie the sequel comes out you know and robert pattinson is you know back in it and we see him more you know bruce bruce wayne scenes making positive change i think that would i think that would be a a nice story trend of character development oh oh, one last thing one last thing I, I heard this is not about the actor because um, who was the who was the character or who was the actor who played the Riddler? Oh, Paul. Sorry, Paul's, I just kind of threw you on the spot there. Paul something. I know it was Paul. Paul Dana. I didn't know his name prior, but um, he was in a whole bunch of low or like indie films, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And um, so people were talking about is is Paul's performance as Riddler um, on par with Heath's performance of the Joker, and I will give that a hard no. Um, just because I think what Heath did was you know fantastic. Not saying Paul what Paul did was not. It, it just it, you just can't compete with Heath. But I want to ask this: Is the Riddler? 
in the two movies, did did Riddler uh, was he a better villain? And you can say no before I say this uh, because and, and <laughs> Riddler did something that Joker could not do, that Joker tried to do. You remember at the end of the Dark Knight, Joker tried to show the evil side of Gotham by having the the inmates and the regular civilians try to blow each other up. And then they mm-hmm. didn't. And, the, and that shocking realization that Joker could not get the city to turn on itself. Um, you know, how Batman went. But Riddler manipulated Gotham residents on his social media account to turn on the other citizens of like like Gotham. Is Riddler a more thought out villain than what Joker was? Or is Joker just the better villain than what Riddler was? What's your take? Uh, I think it was just different times and it was left to the devices of the directors obviously in 2008 people weren't worried about freaking twitch and like it wasn't used for that type of influence and things like that as in 2022 that is a real life thing that people can get manipulated on twitch for those type of things and that could and then that could happen so i mean i think it was just obvious if the dark knight was written in 2022 we would have been had a whole bunch of Joker people. I don't even have to go back to 2022. You can just go back to Joaquin Phoenix's thing, how his Joker, depending on how you interpret that movie, he manipulated the whole city to go into anarchy because they only cared about the rich people. So, I mean, I'll just go back to Joaquin's. He was able to do it. So, yeah. without Twitch, he just literally shot oh boy, um, no, <laughs> in the head. So... <laughs> enough all right well that's all my batman well actually i have like 10 million more i think but okay but we will we'll talk about that after we're done recording since we're (laughs) done recording on that but uh thank you everyone for listening to the l7c podcast thank you mitch for being our dragon ball expert only thing to add on this we're actually recording on the one year anniversary of us hitting a thousand listens last year so it's kind of crazy that it's already been a year since we hit that and that we're still plugging along hopefully we'll have the announcement of hitting 3000 in the next month or two so thanks for listening everyone appreciate you and everyone have and everyone take care yep have a good night thank you for listening to this episode of the l7c podcast be sure to like rate review and subscribe to the channel follow us on all social media platforms and we'll be talking to you guys soon Take care.